Hello, and welcome to Yachtitude. I'm Grace. I'm Anya. And today, we are discussing The Serpent Queen, the new series on stars about Catherine de' Medici, our favorite... Our favorite uh, Renaissance queen. Our favorite Canadian bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we are just so excited to talk about Catherine de' Medici. We love her. Yeah, she's... She's a she's a very fascinating character. She sure is. I I feel like honestly my opinion of Catherine has changed multiple times through the course of like reading and like learning and watching the show. Yeah. To honestly I think I don't know and I feel like d- while we're talking about her my opinion's going to change multiple times yeah. but honestly I feel like I just have like intense kind of admiration. Yeah. I'm just in awe of what of, of who what she, she is and what she did. Yeah. Well, you're not alone in having a lot of opinions or being in awe of her. She was like a woman of many names yeah. during her life. She was the orphan of Florence, the Medici bitch, the serpent queen, quote, the daughter of a Florentine shopkeeper. Which also wasn't even true. She, no, they were a banking to, family. Yeah, no, it was meant to. I know. Weird. They're just so dramatic. She was a culinary legend. She who was a culinary legend. She invented haute cuisine. She really did. She yeah. honestly, I feel like France has a lot to like thank Catherine Truly, de' Medici for. She brought them so much culture. Oh, yeah. Well, because she was like a huge patron of the arts. Yeah. And loved the arts. Oh, well, she's a Medici through and through yeah and so but like she brought like she brought ballet to france which is like oh i didn't quint- know that oh yeah because she loved the ballet mm-hmm. so she brought that to france and like she brought opera and like i think the violin she brought the fork yep the fork the macaron like <laughs> oh. all of these like quintessential these- like french things we yeah. would expect it it's was like all her yeah well she was also an occultist yeah an astrology girly a one-time fake nun an alleged poisoner. True or not true? I think, okay, I think she's definitely poisoned people in her life. <laughs> oh, There's she is no a way. There's <laughs> no way she had it. Also, because there was always, like, rumors, like, going around um, that she, yeah, because, she, like, people, like, it, they knew that she was, like, involved in the dark arts. Yeah, she was, She would, like, drop pentacles and yeah. shit on things. But she, yeah. But she did have, like, she did, like, commission, like, poison gloves and stuff. Yeah. Like, whether or not it was used to actually, like, kill someone, that's yeah. the question. And she, and, like, scented apples and shit. Yeah. So, like, um, all of that, which we, like, see li- in the show is, yeah, that is true. true. And she did organize a massacre. But she's one of the organizers of a massacre oh. of, like, 3,000 to 15,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let us not forget that. But during the course of her life, her titles went from nothing, no title, to Duchessina of Urbino, the niece of the Pope, Duchess of Orléans, Dauphine of France, Queen of France, Dowager Queen Mother of France, and then Regent of France. She really went through a lot of titles. Yeah, I think it's important <laughs> just like everyone in this time period is going through a lot of titles. Like reading yeah. these books, you're getting so lost because like know. people's names are changing. They're just every like two coming seconds. in and out of duchies like you wouldn't believe. Well, yeah, because it was like so political. It's like, yeah. oh, I will give you this title for the like it's it's fascinating. It's yeah. very fun to watch. Yeah, it's crazy. And she so she was the mother of ten children, fully five of whom became reigning monarchs in their own time. But only two of them live past the age of 30. 
Yeah. Well, that was, that was like one of the big, um, and like, she was like aware of that because I think like Nostradamus like prophesized that I think like all of her sons would be king. Yeah. And she, and like, she would like outlive like all of them. All but two. Which is like, no, I think she did say you will outlive all of them. Oh. Which was almost correct. Almost true. Yeah. I mean, her, one of her sons outlived her, but only by like a month, like a month. Yeah. And then her daughter, Margot, fully outlived her for a long time. But yeah, she'd but be she only wasn't one. king. It was, she w- no, but no, I but think it was like the kings. It was the kings. Yeah. yeah. She yeah, would yeah. like outlive all the kings. Yeah. yeah. But basically, if you ever asked yourself, like, what was going on in France during the Tudor era, you know, like Henry VIII and all that, you know, Bloody Mary and then um, Elizabeth I, if you're like, what was going on in France at that same time? Catherine de' Medici was going on in France at that same time. She was the moment in France. And now this show, The Serpent Queen on Stars, this is our moment. We're excited. This is our moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is fascinating because I feel like usually when we we don't really like concentrate on like French the French monarchy as much. Mm-hmm. Um and when we do, it's usually like Marie Antoinette. Like when we we're like talking about like French queens, it's mm-hmm. usually like the revolution and Marie Antoinette. It's like happens Louis a lot the 14th, later. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun to like go back. Also, like she's just so she's so fascinating. And like yeah. seeing kind of like the interaction with her and then like Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah. And just like cuz like at this time period you did have like a lot of women that were like set up to be in positions of power, yeah. trying to gain their power but being like kind essentially gate kept yeah. by like all these men. Yeah. Because like in France at the time you like a woman was never able to like be on the throne be the sitting monarch yeah Yeah. that was like a huge no-no which is why like when her sons got to the throne like she was the one she she was the one trying to like hold the power it really reminds me of like in my greek big fat greek wedding when like the mom is like the the man is the head but the woman's the neck yeah i was like yeah like this is exactly kevin medici was fully was the totally the neck yeah of this whole monarchy for like such a long time yeah it was crazy. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk about this show and the book that it's based on. So the show is The Serpent Queen on Stars. It's based on a book, The Renaissance Queen, mm-hmm. Catherine of Medici. It was written by the author Leone Frida, who's Swedish. Oh. Fun fact. We love a Swede. <laughs> um, so that book just follows like the course of her life from beginning to end. The show is very interesting because it's like it's set in 1560 which is when Catherine's roughly 40 um her first son francis who was king francis the first married to mary queen of scots has just died and she's about to crown her second son what whatever his name was charles, charles. yeah so everyone at this time was either a henry a charles or a louis or, or a francis, francis. Or a Francois. Or a Mary. Oh, well, yeah. And there was just a shit ton of Marys. So in the story, this, it tells the story of her life as she, like, tells it to her mentee, like, this, like, servant go- girl that she's, like, taken under her wing. And so it switches back and forth from the, the story of her life from the very beginning, when she was born, all the way through to, like, the show's present day, which is 1560. Mm-hmm. And 
so it's just like really interesting the way she tells it and we like flash back and forth yeah i really liked it well also because i find um the actress that played the older catherine de medici did Mm. such a great job incredible because this character i mean this character is is fascinating and she's like Mm -hmm. truly complex and Mm -hmm. i feel like the actress played it so well hold on i'm gonna find her name okay samantha morton that's it, the actress. That's the actress who plays the older Catherine de' Medici. And okay. then Liv Hill is the younger okay. Catherine de' Medici, who's only in the series for like the first like, like four episodes, six episodes, maybe. Well, considering there's only eight episodes. Oh, so they're the first four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I thought... the first half, and then she like ages up. Yeah. Yeah, but Samantha Morton did such a great job, because Incredible. I feel like the thing about Catherine is like, she's so intelligent. Like, she's... She wasn't born into royalty, but mm-hmm. her she knows how to work like the political system. Yeah. Because that's she had to her entire life because people have been trying to kill her and use her her entire life. Yeah. And so you I feel like Samantha really does that well mm-hmm. in the terms where like I I was like having a lot of compassion for her and she would do something and I was like Oh, you have been so good. You've just been orchestrated. Been conniving. Absolutely everything. You are playing these people off of each other so well but i am like i am forgetting that and i am trusting you yeah no i i thought she did oh yeah you're like job. really rooting for her oh the entire you're, time yeah you're rooting for her even though you know that like she's having people killed and she's like conniving and she's lying to the people closest to her to like make shit happen like she's like she's a slytherin yeah and i feel love it. and i feel like the show did a really good job because it's like i feel like catherine de Medici has really been like maligned and i yeah. feel like this show did a really good job kind of like creating like genuine empathy for her and really showing because I do I do think a lot of the criticism is like unfair like she's yeah. some of it's warranted but not all of the rumors yeah like I do think she like cared about her family because I think that was her main drive was to like yeah keep them in power yeah and so I th- I think like yeah like how everyone is like oh she killed her husband or she killed her son I think that like compassion we see in mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I think that that was like really beautifully done. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, at least in the book, they do a pretty good job of like, there were rumors that like she killed her brother-in-law, the Dauphin, before Mm -hmm. her, like her husband, who was the second son, became the Dauphin. Like there's like rumors that she killed him. That's not what happened. There's rumors that she killed her husband. That's not what happened. There's rumors that she killed her first son, Francis. That's not what happened. But yeah, there's like a lot of shit talking that goes around about her. Yeah. And And has been until fairly recently. Yeah. I feel like it's been like a more recent trend where we're kind of actually trying to reevaluate like look at her, her life. yeah i think it's interesting because i feel like there it maybe even like stopped there from being a lot of scholarship about her because people were like oh she's just like this evil queen mm-hmm. lady but she was like so much more than an evil queen lady like she she's like a truly a survivor like she is like what you would like what i would think of now is like a true survivor yeah of like terrible circumstances and i think well and i think a lot of it is because I mean, so her whole life, like, she was fighting against, like, the Bourbon family. So it was the Valois. She's part of the Valois that were... she married into that. Yeah. yeah, That's on that throne, Mm -hmm. um, the French throne. And then when her her third son, when Henry died, he... Mm -hmm. There wasn't a a successor. And Mm -hmm. so it went back to the Bourbon family. Mm -hmm. And so the Bourbons were then on the throne. And they were the ones who really, like, wrote the history. Yeah. And so obviously it skewed... It wasn't very flattering of her exactly they were enemies yeah 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 but it's and even at the time i mean 
even like during like I mean during her reign, <laughs> during her like pseudo reign. I mean her whole thing, and they do approach like address this in the show was like you want to keep the nobles like fighting each other, yeah, because like then they're not going to come for you. You yeah. need to have you need to give someone something to fight against, and I think she did that so well in real life that mm-hmm. both sides, like the Catholics, both the Guises and the Protestants, the Huguenots and the Bourbons, like had like issue issues with her. Yeah, they hate it because she was playing them off each other. So exactly. she was never truly allied with Yeah, side. so I think she was she just like did it so well to the detriment of her own reputation. But now yeah. Well yeah, I mean during her lifetime she was winning that game of chess. Oh yeah. She won big time. She killed it. Um but then yeah, the, she just had no control over the fate of it's unfortunate her, her son didn't have a kid well, it's really <laughs> unfortunate that all her boys were just not uh, in good health man no this. but her last one was murdered he was assassinated oh what? so henry yeah so henry was assassinated by like a, a priest it was like a friar oh my god yeah oh, we, we were just talking about that last time i know i think that happened didn't that happen to um savai sir wait Leonardo Salai Salai yeah. Salai was killed by a friar wasn't he what was he who was he killed by oh maybe just a crazy person wasn't he shot oh yeah with a crossbow, with a crossbow. Never mind. you should listen to our Leonardo episode <laughs> and here's a fun fact about our Leonardo episode which you should listen to if you haven't already that ties into this I mean you don't have to listen to it but uh so going back to the circumstances of Catherine's birth we'll get into that she was a Medici but she was born on April 13th, 1519. And Leonardo da Vinci, who was in France at the time, working for her future father-in-law, Francis I, died just 20 days after she was born on May 2nd, 1519. Her first death. Her first death. <laughs> well, that's not true. Her first Are death was her mother. Are we blaming it? Are we blaming no, Leonardo's death maybe, on Catherine. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is that what you saying? I'm just saying it's funny timing. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah. But her first death was actually her mother, who died like oh, fifteen thought- two weeks after she was born. Oh, I thought she made it at least to a month. That's no. Unfortunate. Well, so in the show, they said that both her parents died within a year. Both her parents died within a month of her being born. Oh, I, for some reason, I thought it was like yeah, like two months. I also no, thought I it was it weird up. that the show. Because, like, everything I've read, at least, like, I know her dad, like, yeah, had syphilis. And yeah, he died was, of syphilis. Yeah. And then, but the mom, I find, because in the show, they had her essentially commit suicide. Yeah, but that's not what happened. And they alluded to that They were like, she oh, was, she got syphilis and lost her, which, you know, like, yeah, and when you get syphilis, suicide. you, like, lose your mind a little bit. But everything I've read, it was either it was, like, fever. Yeah. Or. It basically was, like, childbed fever, which is just, like, when you get, like, sepsis from like the birth yeah or the plague which was going around at the time she just had a she had a fever and yeah it's like, it could be any kind yeah, of yeah so i was confused why the show did that i don't know maybe for the drama but it was just like such a throwaway moment yeah. maybe to like raise the stakes and be like it was an ugly time which it was i don't know i don't know but or maybe just like to set the stage because i think they were trying to be like she's like a cursed child yeah or like dark well she was kind of so oh like, yeah 100%. so her mother died just two weeks after she was born her father died within a month it like three weeks after she was born leonardo died right then that same time just unfortunate timing she's just taking everyone also out her, but i just think that the, the the lines between her and leonardo are just so close because also her birthday is april 13th leonardo's birthday is april 15th which i noticed because it was tax day and i was like oh leonardo did she was born on tax day <laughs> that's funny <laughs> not important but 
um, you know, then they both moved to the French court from Florence because of Francis the first was obsessed with Italians. That's yeah, the whole reason. It's so interesting. Cause like France had a really, they really had a love hate relationship with the Italians. Yeah. They truly. Yeah. Um, but then even like her grandma took her in and then her grandma died pretty much like within a year yeah. while she's still a baby. And then she was like shuttled between different nunneries for like a big part of her childhood. It was like super traumatic. Like some of them would be, some of these nunneries were like sympathetic to her and nice places to live. And some of them were not sympathetic to her and were not nice places to live. And like the journey between these nunneries was like very traumatic. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is just like, it's interesting because I feel like this is so common for like royal children. Because even her like husband, Francis. Yeah. Wait, no, Henry. Henry. I will th- <laughs> you know what? They're all of the same name. They're so good. But even her husband, yeah, because like her husband Henry, like he was also like imprisoned yeah, talk and about, tortured like, when he was uh, a, a kid. And like his dad was the one who sent him off. Yeah, he was talking about a traumatic childhood. He was his well, his dad had been captured in war, fair fair and square. But then he just like was doing so bad during his captivity that they were like, here, we'll make you a deal. You go Go back to France. We didn't actually mean to kill you. This is like Charles V, the Holy Roman Emperor of Spain, is like, you go back home because you're not doing well in captivity and we'll just take your two sons instead as like mm-hmm. collateral. collateral. But then his father goes home. He's Francis I. And he goes home and he just like doesn't do any of the stuff that they'd agreed on. So then Charles... Well, the, he goes yeah, back and breaks the treaty. Yeah, he goes back and breaks the treaty. So the king of Spain, who has his two sons as collateral, is like, well, fuck you. I'm going to like really mistreat your sons then. And, and boy, did he ever. And boy, did he ever. They had a really bad time. And that honestly, they really did. And it's like, I mean, not... And it's just like so interesting like to like see how like everything plays out. Yeah. Because there's also like another important character in the whole like Catherine de' Medici like henry story is diane de poitiers yeah and she essentially like was like henry's like governess yeah um and had a huge influence on his life but honestly i feel like it all started because right before he was like taken by the holy roman empire emperor yeah she like gave him like a kiss on the cheek like that was the last like contact he had yeah and he really because he was six when he was taken yeah so he really held on to that memory and he basically like in those years like in captivity like kept like coming back to her being like she is that was like the last like kind human contact yeah she's she's like so pure and like amazing and then that was just like a relationship that net like she had a hold on him for the rest for the rest of his life essentially yeah well kind of well a complicated end, complicated but, one but yeah but no it's very, interesting yeah but arguably but, even still even though he was mad at her oh but. yeah but like yeah it's so fascinating this time period no one really cared about children they were just oh, yeah. they were huge political pawns because even like diane de poitier was like significantly older than henry oh and yeah so she was definitely playing him yeah and then you have like catherine de medici who's yeah once she is like so there's like a what i don't know a gang a crowd like there was like an upheaval and so like Mm -hmm. these like troops essentially like kidnapped her from one of the convents and found her yeah and they were just like they had no qualms about like just stripping her naked and tying her to like like the wall of the convent for everyone to see or like they also were like maybe we should just like put her in a brothel 
Yeah. And she's like 10 at this time. I know. Just, and they're like, let's just throw her into a military brothel and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no one cares. Yeah. No every, one cares. Well, yeah. Everyone like super, super cares about like lines of succession and like children being born at certain times and like whole countries and the future fates of everybody rests on like a baby being born. But the second that baby's born, they're like, let's emotionally damage them as much as we possibly can. That's great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're just like not valuable. <laughs> yeah, until you're you emotionally are. not valuable at all. But Very good thing her her like cousin the Pope was it cousin or uncle? Great uncle. Great uncle. I mean, yeah. he saw value in her and he rescued well, just, her just for, so that he could marry her off to somebody. Yeah, but I better. I'm glad he rescued her. Yeah, that's true. And they seemed. I don't know. Maybe this is like construed because none of us were there. But apparently, like when he actually like came to like rescue her. She did like run into his arms, like crying. Well, she didn't have anybody else. I know. I just like she that. Was, like, all alone in the world. It's just like going back to the show. I have like a hard time with the young Catherine de Medici from the show. Like, mm. I have a hard time like envisioning that. Well, what's interesting is that like there is a disconnect between the show and like the history books too, because like in the show, they do a really good job of like she's reserved. And, like, she is, a deep, like, a deeply emotional person, but, like, she never lets it show. She never tells people about it. Like, she's very, like, she keeps it all contained. Yeah. But there were lots of times in her life where, like, she would have, like, emotional outbursts and, like, start crying, just start crying or start laughing or just, like, have a huge emotional outburst and people would be, like, so surprised. Yeah. By, like, the strength of her reaction to things. But at the same time, like, she was very smartly conniving so i guess it, i mean it's hard because like these accounts weren't written by her they were written by other people nearby at the time who may have been exaggerating or misinterpreting or just not understanding yeah i also thought it was really interesting because like reading these books and like listening to all this material about her yeah i didn't because i knew that she like l- actually did love her husband like she did fall in love with henry yeah and like listening to all like the books i didn't really grasp why yeah because he just didn't seem because he was with diane de poitier the entire time like they didn't have children until like what 10 years into their marriage yeah and so it's but i feel like the show did a good job and like i don't know if this is true or not but i feel like young henry Mm -hmm. in the show i feel like was seemed much more compassionate than how he was as like an old older king and i guess i just don't know i'm wondering how much of that is true because i feel like most of the accounts that i know about henry is like when he's older and like not very nice Mm -hmm. and so as a young man even as a young man i thought he wasn't very nice so i was like i was curious I, i was wondering like if that was like fictionalized or if there's, like, information that I just, like, missed. I mean, maybe there is. I yeah. do feel like the show, like, they did a lot to, like, gain my trust in terms of being, like, this is historically accurate in mm-hmm. some, in a lot of respects. Like, a lot of the details are, like, magnificent. Yeah. And so it's, like, they must know something that I don't that know. That we don't know. About his personality. Because, like, all the books that are written about her don't really talk. They talk about him, but only in the context of, like her so it's like i don't really know that much but what he was like as an as a younger man when they first met when he was like 14 yeah or what she but i do it is true that she does appear to have like fallen in love with him well because that's what they like all the books about her talk about yeah and but they and it's just but then they also talk about like how horrible he was to her yeah he was and so then i'm like well i don't understand why but i guess it makes sense like for her 
Like, I think he might have been, like, just nice enough. But also, like, he's all she has in the world. Yeah. Like, she's truly alone in the world. Like, her, his, like her, her uncle, the Pope, did love her. But he died real fast, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, and she had, like, no family at she all. She had no family at all. And now Everything she has just, a family. Everything was just, like, so, chan- so changing all the time around her. Like, her, like, death was just always following her. And now she has this husband who's right at the same age as her who's been through extremely traumatic events just like she has. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all he needs to do is like offer her one small kindness and she's just like head over heels. Yeah. And she is a very loyal person. So like once she's in love, she's going to stay in love. Yeah. And like protect him and be loyal to him. And she was even despite a lot of mistreatment. Like he was so shitty because yeah. he was having this affair and we need to talk about Dion because he was having a lifelong affair with Dion de Poitier and was always in love like he always loved her his mistress more than he loved oh 100 percent. like he never really demonstrated loving his wife like he was respectful ish no. but never loved her no and like and like Catherine, she like didn't understand it and she so like there's a scene in the show where we see Catherine, and like henry was supposed to come to her bedchamber, and they were supposed mm-hmm. to like have sex and they didn't and so she like sneaks off and she like removes like a hole from a wall yeah and is like watching them yeah so that actually did happen yeah like she did like cut like a hole in the the she, like, floor bored a whore in, hole in the, bored a whore sorry <laughs> yeah no she bored did yeah, yeah she cut a hole like in the floor like above their bedroom mm-hmm. so she could like watch and yeah. like really understand because she was like what is this woman doing to like capture my husband's like heart and attention? Yeah. But it's so sad because she was like, I couldn't learn anything because my eyes were filled with tears. I know. And so you're just like, Oh girl. It's so interesting. Well, it's so interesting the way that people like write her story because in some of the accounts I've read, they've been like, she bored the hole in the floor to watch them having sex because she was so driven mad with jealousy and envy that she like really wanted to know. But it was like, actually she just wanted to know what Dion was doing that like inspired him so much because mm-hmm. like he couldn't get it up for her. And she also was like desperately trying to get pregnant. Like yeah. so much needed to get pregnant. Her life is on the line. Well, and she, and so she's like, what the heck are these guys doing that I'm not doing so that I can try to get pregnant? I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, honestly. And I feel like a lot of the accounts I've read, people seem to be like horrified that like the king. Okay, so Henry's dad was Francis, right? Francis the first. Francis yeah. the first. Yes. So people seem to be horrified that Francis the first like sat in on their consummation of their marriage. Oh, my God. When they were like 14. Yeah. Um, but honestly. All I have to say about it is thank God he actually did. I know. Otherwise they wouldn't have done it. Well, I don't know (laughs) if they wouldn't have done it, but also because yeah, like her pretty soon after they got married, her, um, her uncle dies. And so Mm -hmm. the new Pope refuses to pay the dowry. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, he was like, this woman is useless. Yeah. Because I have no money. I have no heirs. And so honestly, if it wasn't for him, like actually witnessing the consummation of their marriage, I feel like there would have been a case to get rid of her. They would have annulled it. A lot stronger. Yeah. Because yeah. they would have been like, they didn't consummate it. There were yeah. no witnesses. Right. So honestly, good thing. Like, I know it's good like Good thing awkward, the consummation was witnessed. But I'm glad it was witnessed. Yeah. And also, I feel like that was common at the time. Well, also, I feel like, did we do this because we learned from the situation with um, Catherine of Aragon? who was married to Henry the seventh son, Arthur, Arthur, 
And they got married. This is Henry VIII's older brother. So Henry mm-hmm. VIII is a second son. His older brother got married. And then no one witnessed the consummation. And then when he was very sickly and died, she was like, well, we never did it. Yeah. And no one could. Pr- so she was like, I'm still a virgin. We never did it. And then she ends up marrying Henry VIII. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, that's gross because you slept with her brother. But with his brother. But she was like, no, we didn't. And then later that really bit her in the ass, didn't it? But yeah. that's not the point. No. It worked. <laughs> went, no. That it's happened. Like, that was like right before the events of this Catherine de' Medici's life. I know. I But I feel like this is in my understanding of this time period i thought this was a common practice i don't know if it was a common practice to have quite as many people in the room so i don't know they didn't i feel like that was the show i feel like in real life it was like just the dad yeah but the show oh my god that wedding night scene that was awkward was so insane yeah (laughs) like they have like the whole court there's like 50 people in that room yeah the best (laughs) is because like before we before like they're even like they even get to that point yeah so Catherine thinks deanne because deanne is like her cousin yeah because Catherine's mom is like the daughter of a french duke yeah and so so that is her cousin and she like thinks that they're gonna be friends and then Catherine's like oh henry really likes a a woman like in control deanne says that Yeah. yeah to Catherine, like before the wedding night and then so Catherine, when like henry's like not doing anything in bed because he's like obviously nervous and awkward yeah she just like climbs on top of him and is basically like this is like gonna be all me yeah and then this the amount of snickering and then but at the end the best part with like the polite applause oh my god well yeah because she goes in and deanna's like be aggressive like he likes that be bold and so she's like okay so we get in there and henry's like not doing shit he's just like laying there so she gets on top and there's like people in the background whispering they're like Oh, the Germanic position. That's a good bet. And it's like, I know. oh my God, guys, stop. Honestly, talking. but I think that is like where we see like Henry's dad really yeah. like her. Cause I think yeah. he was like, oh, this woman, well, she's going to do what she needs to do to get she, things yeah, done. He was, yeah, he was like, a fair joust, but son, yeah. you lost. <laughs> He Which like, he actually said that in real life. Yeah, he was he like, I watched the jousting was went well or something. It was yeah. like after they had sex for the first time. I'm like, oh my God, that's yeah. so awkward. I know. <laughs> but um, his dad, Francis I, is like one heck of a sex positive guy. Yeah. That guy. He loves fucked. sex. That guy fucked. He had so much sex. It was crazy. He also got... He died of gonorrhea, they think, or something. Oh, really? Well, they thought I it was didn't know syphilis. That. Well, people at the time were like, "Oh, we think it's syphilis," but now, like modern medical people are like, "Well, he he actually was very lucid up until the end, but he was like his entire body was like infected. Like he just had like abscesses in like every organ. Oh. Like he was just like growing pus body wide. Still fucking, but he was the still fucking until the end. But they were like, "We think it was gonorrhea because that would have like compromised his immune system, oh. and then he would have gotten just like system wide like." pussy ew like sorry that's really gross but that's what was happening to him like every organ was infected but he used to do crazy shit like he would like there would be like a parade or like a procession that and everyone's like oh the king's gonna watch and so he's in front of this open window just like having sex with his mistress for two hours in full view of everyone i love just like Like everyone's just like, okay. That's <laughs> like, so funny. And like he he got married to Charles V, the Holy Roman Emperor's sister. Yeah. As far as we know, never had sex with her, just had sex with everybody else. Yeah. Under the sun, just anybody he could find. And then he had like one main mistress who was like Dion de Poitiers, like arch nemesis. Yeah. And the two of them 
could never get along and were just like fighting so much. It's yeah. crazy. Well, now, I mean, knowing his dad, it like, because like Henry would have like Dan de Poitier like sit on his lap at court. Yeah. And they would like make out in front of people. Like it was very obvious. Yeah. What was happening well, between not, the two of them. It's not a French court without a mistress. Exactly. I mean, multiple mistresses. <laughs> multiple mistresses. But honestly, it wasn't just. It wasn't just Henry, because, like, later on in Catherine's life, like, she had, what were they called, the Flying Squadron or whatever? I am so excited for season two of the show because I'm so excited about the Flying Squadron. Yeah, so basically, she just had, like, a group of women. Like, 80 of them. Yeah, that just, she, that would that she would use use them to, like, seduce men and, like, learn all these, like, court Do secrets. Espionage. and like Yeah, yeah. Like, like, kind of essentially use them as, like, her influence yeah. on the French court, which is fascinating but i was wondering do you think that because like in the show we have this like character the servant girl yeah who then like gains Catherine's trust and then at the end of the show is given money property and a title yeah so i wonder if she's going to be like the beginning the leader of the flying flying squadron maybe i'm interested to see how her character develops the show has been renewed for a season two i know i'm so excited excited because there's like Catherine of medici has like so many interesting eras in her life and we this show really only scratches the surface of like oh yeah interesting, like her life begins at 40 like she oh well her first son from, just died she yeah. has a lot more ruling she to has do. many more kids yeah to that <laughs> she well only, she has two more sons that end up on the throne yeah so yeah no there's a lot and more to she's happen gotta get her daughters married off and then she's gotta organize a massacre and she's i know i'm so excited shit to do i'm so excited because now that now that um who's her first son francis Francis now that francis is dead Mm -hmm. now we get into the whole drama with her daughter Margot, Mm -hmm. and that i'm excited to know who's gonna play Margot in the show yeah because that is gonna have to be such a phenomenal character i feel like they're really gonna I feel like that could even be a season three because I feel like oh, season do you think two, so? if they were going to do it, because season two, you know, you got to get Elizabeth married to the new king of Spain, Philip. That's true. I thought they were going to just skip over that. I thought we were. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know. Well, then there's also they got to do with her third, her third son has to do that two year long procession all around France. I know, but I think her third son needs to have his own. His own show. His own show. Spinoff? Because honestly, I feel like he, like, listening to, like, listening to the stories about her third son, who was her favorite son. Yeah. And honestly, her favorite child in general. Altogether, yeah. Honestly, same. Because yeah. he sounded, like, so much fun. He was so crazy, though. I know. But, like, he sounded like if Salai... The, I would, oh, listen, you Salai really need to listen our, to our Leonardo podcast to get this. Or really know about Leonardo da Vinci. But, yeah, I feel like it's, like... As if Salai was royalty because yeah. he would dress in like fun color. He loved like there were always rumors that he was gay. Yeah. Because they always called him like the flamboyant one. Yeah. He never had kids. And he also had a group of men yeah. like, in his he court. Had his own version of a flying squadron. Exactly. Group of men. And they would just like dress super well. And they and would like. like effeminately, and he yeah. called them the mignonettes, which are the cuties. Yeah. Like that's what yeah, he referred he to them mignonette. as. Yeah. yeah. So I like love him. I'm like, yeah. he's a fun time he's also crazy and i feel like a lot of people blame him for Catherine's death unpredictable person yeah (laughs) because like what and he is also part of the root of the problem so there's an entire book if you really want to read more about Catherine medici i would also recommend the book the rival queens and that's about Catherine as an older person and her 
daughter Margot, who was like her least favorite child. But the oh one, yeah, she hated her. She, yeah. Well, she hated her because Margot like was caught when she was like. 14 or something like no maybe younger than that like was having an affair with the geese like with the, the yeah geese but boy. i mean this book at least makes the argument that it that it was just the geese boy saying that and they didn't actually do anything oh i thought they did no the book this book the book the rival queens makes the argument that nothing actually ever transpired oh okay because like my understanding from like the biographies i've read is that they were like actually like caught i think that they were not i think that they were like maybe in the same room but they weren't okay. in a compromising position. Okay. And but she did really love him. Like that yeah, wasn't. Yeah, she might have really loved. Oh, yeah, I think Because like did. that was like my whole understanding is that they actually, the like that Margot and like the, was it the son of the Duke of Guise? I don't know. Um, But they actually really liked each other. And that would yeah. have been, and France really want, like the, the French population really wanted them to get together. Yeah. Because that would have been like a really good alliance because mm. they wanted to like the propagation of like the Catholics. Mm. And so I thought my understanding was there was, ac- they actually really did okay. like each other. There was like a love match and France wanted it. But then Catherine was like, no, this doesn't serve me because Catherine is all about like keeping the Protestants and the Catholics trying mm-hmm. to like appease them, but also to continue fighting within. Yeah. So by giving the she win, can't do, that would mess. Her she up. would give the Guises way too much power. Yeah, it would mess her up. I I think you're right, but I I guess the book the book says that like they, at the time there was all these accusations that like Margot's like virtue was compromised. Yeah, that's what I I thought that was true. A strong argument that her virtue was not actually compromised. Okay. And everyone was saying that it was, but like Margot steadfastly said for her whole life that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And even the geese boy never actually like said that he actually did that. Yeah. And if he, and it's like, if he truly loved her, he wouldn't have done that because that it would have ruined her. Yeah. Um, and it would have actually been an act of treason to yeah. like, to do that to the King's sister yeah. at the time, who was like a very important political pawn. I mean, who isn't a very, there's, it's also it's a little bit hard to keep up with this because there are so many important political pawns well, even, at play here. I know. And it's just like <laughs> so fascinating because then you have, yeah, because like you had essentially the, because the son, the man she does end up marrying her daughter off to yeah. is the son of Antoine Yeah, he's Bourbon, the king of Navarre, yeah. Yeah. Or the heir of the of Who Navarre. she had killed because. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because he slighted her against her first son. Yeah. And so they killed him. And then she, when she became regent, like saved his brother. Louis. And then, yeah. yeah. And so as like an appeasement to the Protestants, she like reached out to like Henry Navarre's mother. Yeah. And was like, listen, let's like align our families. And she didn't like trust her. And then this is where like the poison glove theory. And I love this because she dies. She dies like she she was against marrying her son to Margot. Yeah. Because she hated Catherine de' Medici and mm-hmm. she didn't want that alliance. But then it was a very valuable position to like put him in. Mm-hmm. And so they allowed it. And then she dies like right after, like right before the wedding. Well, then, yeah, she dies right before the wedding. Yeah. But then they have the wedding, Margot. Oh, and, oh. and then, I mean, spoiler alert. <laughs> they have the wedding and then like is it that same day or the next day i like i think it's the next day the next day catherine and her allies have the entire protestant group who's all come together for this wedding slaughtered in the night yeah like thousands of people and then it sparks like a whole countrywide 
massacre of Protestants. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it like this has been building for like a while. Yeah. Because okay, so the rumor was and like they like the Catholics justification for this is that the Protestants were planning a coup. Yeah. And so that's why Mary or not Mary, sorry. That's why Catherine de Medici was like we need to take out Coligny, yeah. who was like the head of the like the Huguenots like the of the Protestants. Yeah. And so but that was a failed uh, assassination attempt. They really missed the boat on that one. Uh-huh. And so and so then that's when the Protestants were like, oh, they're out to get us. And so even more, like, gas on the fire to try and, like, yeah, coup them. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, well, now, on St. Bartholomew's Day, they put together, like, a list of all, like, the top, like, Protestants that they needed to, like, take out at court. Yeah. And literally, it was, yeah, it was brutal. It was just a bloodbath. Yeah. It was terrible. And Catherine didn't tell Margot that she was going to do that. Oh, no. And Mar- even though Margot, like, came to her room that night, because she was like, something's going on, and Catherine was like, you need to get out of here. You can't be in my room right now. Like, go yeah. back to your new husband. And she's like, okay. So Catherine goes back to her new husband, and they're, like, safely in his room, and outside, all of his friends and family are, like, being killed. Well, because he, he left that early that morning yeah. with friends. They were, like, going to do something. And the yeah. guards, like, came and grabbed him. Yeah. And so there there was definitely, like, a protection. They were like, don't kill this guy. Yeah. But the thing is that, like, Catherine and do like, Catherine didn't tell Margot, but Margot's new husband was like, how, like, I assume that you knew that this was happening and I feel so betrayed by you that you let this happen. And Margo's like, I didn't let it happen. I didn't know it was going to happen. And he's like, well, I can't trust you Yeah, because this is your mother who did this. And it just like ruined any chance they had at like a happy marriage. And like, because like, yeah, I mean, I don't think they were going to have a happy marriage to begin with. They really hated each other. Yeah, They didn't like each other. Because he didn't want to marry her. She didn't want to marry him. Like they just didn't. I know, but I guess they eventually got a peaceful marriage or something, but maybe. Yeah, who knows? But it's interesting. I don't know how much I actually blame like the St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre on Catherine. I really think it because I feel I think I definitely think she was like part of like making the list. She was I definitely believe she was part of the assassination attempt on Coligny and then the Mm -hmm. successful one on the St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre. Yeah, he was the first one to go. And then I think the the list of like all the prominent nobles, I think she probably did come up with that. But then I think the Guise family really took advantage of the situation. Yeah. And and I do think her son did say kill them all. Yeah, he did. Whether, yeah, whether, whether or whether not he meant it. Whether or not exactly. He like it was like towards the people on that list specifically or the greater like Protestant brood. Or if he just meant if he sure. was just like being hyperbolic. Yeah. Like Oh yeah, kill them all. It's just so fascinating. It's, it's so, so fascinating. Crazy, also, so ironic that we're talking about this on uh, Guy Fox Day. Oh, it's Fox <laughs> Day. Oh my god, because it's it like is. the opposite. Yeah, because I feel like oh god, normally so growing funny. up, you hear more about like the Protestants killing the Catholics because mm-hmm. it's like being from like an English like country we know more about the British history. Yeah, so it's like interesting having it like the reverse. Yeah, but yeah. It's wow. so fascinating. She, what an interesting person. Okay, so going back to, where were we? The wedding night? Yeah. With Catherine uh-huh. and her husband. They're both 14. And the, it, you mentioned earlier, they go 10 years without being able to conceive 
a child. Oh yeah, ten years. But then as soon, but then they have they figure it out. They figure it out, and man, do they figure it out quick because yeah. they have ten kids in twelve years. I my, that's gosh. like so much. It was aggressive. But I think I think like the funniest part because like for the first ten years, everyone was like, oh, like one of them like can't have kids. Yeah, and and then like Henry goes and has an affair and has a child with somebody with else. another woman. And yeah. so then we're like, okay, so it's Catherine's fault. And then yeah. Catherine's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And so she like submits herself, which is like also in the show, yeah. but, like submits herself to this like examination. medical examination where they examine both Henry and Catherine. Yeah. And this doctor basically says, your holes don't line up properly. Yeah. Which apparently was true. Apparently like Henry's like penis, like pointed down pointed down but then also like the hole is where the seminal fluid comes out of oh was like not in, in the right spot where it was like slanted a bit so it was true so you know in the show how the doctor like has the fruit he has like a banana and like an apple and he's like this is how they have to have sex yeah like they basically have to have sex doggy style in order for them to like get pregnant yeah so apparently that was true yeah so they only they had to have like he had to have sex in certain positions in order order for the sperm to to actually like come out properly yeah and like get her pregnant i know but i in the something that i read it was like and dion like knew that (laughs) because she would um and she was like yeah this is what i do (laughs) oh my god because like by the time like this 10 years in dion is now like on board with like helping them get pregnant and well yeah because she needs to secure her own because she's like how many women are going to be this like okay like i have a good setup right now the next queen might not be as yeah forgiving so in the show they have at the beginning like dion is like trying to get Catherine gone because she's like then henry could marry me but i don't know that dion ever thought that that was gonna happen um, i mean they did hate each other they did they so didn't get along yeah there's, oh my god there's so there's like a and i don't know i heard this in like one of the biographies but i don't know like the actual original source but apparently like Catherine was like sitting in a in the library and Deanne like walks in and she asks her what she's reading and she's saying oh how like whores have like influenced king's choices and basically oh like calls her I'm like i love it. you guys are so catty i no, love they, it they were really catty with each other that's true um but by the end by the time they get pregnant they were also doing like Dion was like on board with like trying to make this happen. Yeah. So she was like, we're going to do like a switcheroo method. <laughs> and so Henry would be downstairs, like getting it on with Dion. And then she'd be like, okay, go upstairs. Like now that you're like really in the mood. And so he would run upstairs and like finish it with Catherine just to get her pregnant. It worked. She got pregnant nine times. She did. Yeah. It was crazy. In 10 years, oh, 12 lot, years. A lot of babies. A lot of babies. So, okay, in the show... And then Dion would, like, co-opt them and then just be like, this is my baby now. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but in the show, they have, like, Dion, like, essentially reading the Bible to Henry. And that yeah. was, like, his big, like, turn on. Do we have any reason to believe that that was true? Or I have is that... not heard okay. that. But, again, maybe the show knows something that we don't know. Yeah, I was curious about that. Because it yeah. seemed so, like, specific. It did seem very specific. Okay, but also... so. Catherine was like obsessed with trying to get pregnant. She really wanted to. And she did crazy methods and they approached this in the show, but I didn't know this until reading one of the biographies, what she was actually doing. Yeah. So we see in the show that she has like some sort of like paste that she like wraps in like linen. 
Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden her hands are just like under her dress. So I thought she was just like rubbing this on herself. And then we have one of her like servants come in and be like, oh my God, what is that smell? Yeah. She had like all these like. Yeah. Do you like, know what it actually was? No. Okay. So what it was basically a suppository of cow manure and ground up like antlers oh, that she would ew. wrap in linen and put in her vagina oh my god that's what that was well, yeah people would be like there's an odor and she'd be like uh yeah <laughs> and she was, was actually putting well like feces well she was also drinking, in her vagina she was drinking donkey blood donkey blood well donkey urine too oh really yeah i didn't hear about the donkey urine but i knew she was drinking like a mixture of like animal blood yeah she but was I, doing all kinds of crazy shit i also think it's funny she refused to ride on mules yeah because they're infertile yeah and she was like i will only ride on horses because mules are infertile and they're passing it on to yeah, me i'm getting it from them <laughs> so i know funny. she was doing all kinds of stuff she was very and desperate you know what? it's and then it turned out that all they needed was a different sex position. And you know what? This is nothing that a good copy of Cosmo magazine couldn't have solved. Or the Karma Sutra. <laughs> you know, but if she had had a Cosmo, <laughs> problems have gone right problem away. Problem solved. Yeah. yeah. Desperate no, times. Desperate times. Truly very desperate. I mean, her life was on the line. Like, this is yeah. very important that she got pregnant or else they were going to, like, have the marriage annulled and she was going to be sent back to Italy where she would almost definitely be killed i feel like they would have killed her you think the french would have killed her i think so i I feel like getting it annulled would be hard because they have like consummated the marriage oh so i feel like having well there was like some kind of legal grounds for like her to be rebuked repudiated i feel like it i feel like it would just be easier to kill her honestly well probably you just like poison her but i feel like her father-in-law francis the first because i feel like he wouldn't have wanted to do it probably i'm sure i feel like did. there were assassinations there were attempts. so many assassinations happening you know everyone always talks about like how like the court of hanging or the eighth was like so dramatic but like it's he's almost got nothing on, oh like, yeah the, some of this drama no like, it's crazy it was a very dramatic time in the world yeah well i also talking about like death so much i thought it was fascinating i didn't know i didn't realize this until i like watched the show and then was reading more about Catherine de medici but in the show we have since it, like we're jumping through time a lot mm-hmm. um but the current part of the show has Catherine after the death of her son but uh-huh. at this point her husband has also already died yeah and so she like makes a comment pretty in one of the early episodes to mary queen of scots being like i see you're wearing white yeah and i didn't realize at that time period white was like the traditional mourning clothing for women uh-huh. because it was really supposed to show kind of they're like how vulnerable they were like without a man like it was like to emphasize their like virtue and like essentially them being powerless Uh and so when Catherine's husband died that was like a huge like controversy because she like she ended up deciding to dress in black and dress Mm -hmm. in black for the rest of her life and so she actually really made that switch in that like custom and she did it purposefully to like show her power and we were black to this day yeah because she was like i'm not weak like i'm like i don't know if that was a custom outside of france that she just brought to france or if she like actually made that switch Mm -hmm. but yeah no i thought that was very very interesting yeah also talking about colors there's a lot of black and white happening which is confusing because, like, black and white is Diane de Poitiers' colors, at least yeah. in the show. I don't know about real life. Oh, no, in real life. So, Diane de Poitiers, okay. she, she was widowed, 
And so she wore black and white for the rest of her life. I just always. think that's so interesting. And she it was also partly because she had she had like more reddish hair. So her hair was like your color. Yeah. And so the black and white looked really good with her red hair. And so she it's just wore so it cause interesting because she was so like militantly Catholic. Yeah. And black and white are like the colors of the Protestants. Like that's what oh, the Huguenots you're would wear. Right. They would only just wear black and white. Yeah, you're right. So I'm just like, that's so interesting. Yeah, and she hated them. Yeah, she Catherine absolutely hated them. Dion was not. No, she was Catholic all the way. Yeah, she was not pro-Protestant. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. You're right. But she looked great. I mean, she and really looked did. looked incredible. <laughs> I don't know, but that was in real life. I mean, at least Henry thought she looked incredible. Yeah, well, I think so. she was definitely known as being, like, a beauty. Yeah. Because, and we've talked about this before, like, the everyone's so inbred. Yeah. So, so everyone like, else is like super ugly. Yeah. So <laughs> she was like, Diane de Poitiers was like known for being like gorgeous. And so was like Catherine's daughter, Margot. Mm-hmm. She was also like known for being just like a phenomenal beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Diamond Catherine, of the first water. Diamond of the first water. And But Catherine herself was never known for being beautiful. No. Everyone she was always known for the had opposite. some sort of shit to say about the way she looked. Everyone was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. just wagging their tongues about how uncute she was um and which is why she like and it's true we see in the show like she puts like a lot of effort into like her clothing and her accessories which was true yeah because she was trying to like make up for it yeah attract in a different way it's very yeah it's interesting yeah oh one thing that's crazy okay so like and i one thing that is crazy to me just like how connected everything is and but just the fact that Okay, so it's the Valois family on the throne. They're fighting so hard this entire time to keep the Bourbons, like, off the throne. Yeah. And then she, like, marries her daughter to kind of, like, appease that family to the Bourbons. And then that wedding, like, falls apart. Yeah. And she, like, and they, like, get a divorce, essentially. But then that man, Henry, who's also named Henry, right? Oh, my God. Everyone's named Henry. He's, like, Henry of Navarre. He then marries. He becomes king of france because when her son dies there isn't Mm -hmm. like he's the next in line line, and he marries a medici oh he does yeah he marries mary de medici oh my gosh so it like all connects oh my god and i'm just like so basically there's all this fighting all of this killing and you still end up with a medici like married to the king of france the medicis are the best though gotta love a medici i know it's so funny they're so fun yeah Anyway, I just, yeah, it's, I just, like, that's funny. Cause I just feel like going through all of this and like looking at like the family trees, like it's so intertwined. Oh, talk yeah. about, talk about like, uh, what is it called when you marry your sibling? Incest. incest? <laughs> <laughs> so incestuous. Uh huh. Which is why, like, yeah, no one's hot. No, they all look ugly. Except for, uh huh. The Geese Brothers. Except for the Geese Brothers. <laughs> I was waiting for you to come in. <laughs> I've been waiting, but chomping at the bit to talk about how hot they are. So the guys that they casted to play the Geese Brothers in this show are the hottest guys in the show. Sex on Earth. Let's- <laughs> Sex on Earth! <laughs> well, I guess that's a weird thing to say. 
as opposed to like sex on Mars. Or Apparently, because like <laughs> I have so much experience with that. Um, yeah, no, they are really hot guys. They're really pushing the hot priest narrative. Uh, well, forward. speaking of incest, you're a, you're <laughs> oh, a yeah. family. Speaking of incest, <laughs> I know, right? Because yeah, my family. So we're like from. We're like de Gizes. Mm-hmm. And so that the entire time watching the show, I'm like, these guys are so hot. Yeah. And I was like, but is this just like a weird, like ingrained, like connection? No. But it's fine. They're just very attractive the, men and in their own I right. mean, yeah. And this is a very distant relation at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. 500 years removed. 500 <laughs> years removed. Yeah. I got a couple Gizes. different countries. I know. It's actually so crazy. So the Gizes, like, they have their own interesting story, but they kind of like came up from nothing. Well, like, they, well, they're very similar to the Medici. Yeah, they're very similar to the Medici because they essentially, they, yeah, they were like a. Mer- they, I think were they also merchants and then became bankers? I think the so. Medici's were merchants and then became bankers, and yeah. I know the De Guises also became bankers, right? And then both the De Guises and the Medici's they bought their way into royalty. Yeah. So the Medici's With bought money and marriages. Yeah, yeah. The Medici's bought like that Duke title, like her dad bought mm-hmm. the Duke title and then also married her mother, who was the daughter of a Duke. And then yeah. the, for the de Guises, they essentially just like the French court needed money. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, we will be your money, but right. you have to give us titles. Yeah. And so, even, and even by Catherine de Medici, like one of the items in her dowry was giving the de Guise, his cardinalship. So yeah. that, that younger brother who's the cardinal, he's the cardinal because of her marriage. Yeah. Which is interesting. But then their big play and their big moment was getting their sister, Marie de Guise, oh, yeah. married to the King of Scotland. So and then the and then immediately the King of Scotland dies, which, you know, there's this keeps happening. They have great and- timing. <laughs> The so, Deguises either have incredible luck and or good terrible luck. Well, they got, they got, they, it's just the level that they got so close to everything well, happening yeah. for them. Because then they have Mary Queen of Scots, who's half a geese, and she's totally aligned with them, except for she's a kook. And so she's like, and Marie de Guise has been the region of France this whole time, the region, not a region of France, region of Scotland, Scotland, this whole time while she's been growing up in France. And then it's like, so Mary Queen of Scots, by, I mean, they're not wrong, by a lot of rights, is poised to become, she's already the Queen of Scotland. She's now married to the King of France. And she does have a claim, even though Elizabeth the first has got a chokehold on that throne. She is the the next heir to the English throne. Yeah. If Elizabeth were to die, or if Elizabeth were to be overthrown, and there's an argument for her being overthrown. Yeah. Obviously, they were unsuccessful, and we're all glad that they were. But that's not the point. The point is that like the Guises were so close. Oh yeah, they to had every just taken the whole game. Yeah, and honestly, they. I mean, the Guises ultimately were successful because France. I mean, and a lot of French people like are all Catholic and that's really what they wanted. They just like, they were so involved in the Catholic church and they were like the huge, they were the huge like campaigners for Catholicism. Yeah. Well, you know what? I guess the thing is, it's just like, you wish that you don't wish they wish, maybe we wish who knows that Mary queen of Scots had learned a little, Mary Stuart had learned a little bit more from Catherine Mm-hmm. in their time together because ultimately she was brought down because she just couldn't play the game as well yeah and elizabeth outmaneuvered her and she ended up getting beheaded 
And it was like, I just like, she didn't learn from Catherine how to play the game masterfully. Yeah. And if she had, you could be sitting here. Oh my God, that'd be way so nice. richer than you are. <laughs> you, you know, could I be would sitting love, here as I would the be royal. descendant of royalty. That would be amazing. Yeah. Thank and you. so I'll take it. It's just like, it all, like, Mary Stewart's thing whole, all fell apart just because she didn't play the game well enough. Yeah. No, and the Yeezus did achieve some of their goals, but they didn't make that ultimate goal. Oh, they didn't make it their ultimate goal, but they did. They were very, like, coming from, like, where like where they started to where they ended up. Crazy. They were very successful. Yeah. They might have not been royal, but they've... They made it they real made far. It. Yeah. They had a lot of power. A lot yeah. of power. Yeah. And influence. Yeah. And they were hot. And they were so fucking hot. Yeah, I just Googled it. So I was like, who are these guys? Yeah. I also like recognize them from like other shows. Those actors. Yeah. So the so my favorite one, Francois, so not the not the Cardinal, the mm. the actual Duke of Guise. The Duke de Guise, yeah. yeah Duke de Guise is Raza Raza Joffre. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> that does not sound right, but okay. Well, I don't know. How would you I don't know, let me see it. Raza Jaffrey. Yeah. Okay. But he looks so familiar. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, he does out. look really familiar. What is he from? I don't know. I don't recognize any of these. It's like MI5, which I've seen a couple episodes, but I don't think I would. Yeah, I think he's like one of those people that it, that like when you look up what they've been in, you don't recognize anything, but he's kind of like low-key been in a bunch of different things. So you just like recognize his face. Mm-hmm. Anyway, his brother, the guy who plays the the cardinal, is Ray Panthaki. Ray Panthaki? I don't know. Yeah, Ray Panthaki. Yeah. He is also familiar. Yeah, so he is in Marcella, which I love. Have you seen that? No, you no. haven't. It's like a British crime procedural. Uh, all these crime procedurals, I've never seen any of them. He was in Boiling Point. Have you seen Boiling Point? No, I don't know what that is. Uh, did you see Colette with Kira Knightley? <gasps> oh, I did see Colette. He was in Colette. I don't remember him from that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, very attractive man. Yeah, but they're not as funny as the bourbon bros. No, so they, see, this is a thing. The Deguises, they might have the looks, but they do not have the humor. Yeah, I know. They're not fun. Though, no. Well, they were kind, They were a little bit fun. Which is, they had expect- a weird thing going on with their mom. Like, why did their mom, like, weirdly hit on them? And then, like, they would get pissed about it or something? I didn't understand what was going on with that. In the oh, because I think they, because I think they knew that their mom was, like, fucking the Antoine. But why was she being weird with that? Because it was, like, a power play. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, okay, it was weird. It was weird, but, like, I mean... All this stuff is weird. It's all weird. Yeah. But, yeah. But, anyway, the Bourbon Bros. They They're the best. We're so funny. They're, like, Veep, but in, like regency france like they're <laughs> like they they're like oh you got to go back to your kingdom of navarre and they're like oh i hate navarre <laughs> the, the wine is bad and there's no good music <laughs> yeah the food is terrible yeah they're like, i don't want to go back dad and he's like you gotta we're not pig fuckers and they just like go on a whole thing yeah just, or they're we, so funny or, i just I don't remember yeah yeah they just had like they were very like humorous they and were the, so funny especially the the older brother so the the guy who played antoine he yeah. was really funny he was really funny he had great lines great yeah. delivery he, he was, was the, the co- best. comedic relief of the whole thing yeah. oh yeah yeah he was yeah. by far the best um but it was a really interesting show the way that they executed some other things i thought we were talking when we talked about persuasion on netflix which came out earlier this year mm-hmm. the influence that phoebe waller bridge who made 
flea bag, the influence mm-hmm. that she had on that that persuasion adaptation. But there's definitely you can see the Phoebe Waller Bridge influence in this show, I think. I think so. And I think it's because like people now view that as like such like an easy way to give women like power and dominance in a show. Yeah. Like it automatically sets them up as the most powerful character. Yeah. And, and so the I most feel, sympathetic. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I don't know. But I thought that the show this show definitely did it better than persuasion did because persuasion did a bad job but um i just thought that it was very interesting the way that the show had like it like gets the girl code of like cause sometimes she doesn't always talk she's like having a conversation with someone and either the younger version or the older version just like makes eye contact with the camera really quick and like does a like eye widening thing and then yeah, looks away it's so good and that's like a whole meme on tiktok right now or it was like a while ago where people would be like there's like this girl code like tell me if you can see the difference and like a girl can like look at camera three different ways and open her eyes and like like do a different facial expression and be like did you understand what she meant and that i just thought about it because i was like the way that this actress like looks at the camera at certain points and just like widens her eyes you're like this was a girl code we get it like she meant something by that because there was like the point where she's having a conversation with her new husband henry when she's a young woman and she's like well we like are we are on our wedding night i really enjoyed it and then she like (laughs) like looks at us and it's like oh she's just a fucking lying and just because like she has to but i i thought it was interesting yeah they did that no i like and i really did like um i really did like the the young actress that played like young Catherine. i thought she mm-hmm. did like a phenomenal job i honestly think both women that played uh mm-hmm. Catherine de medici in this honestly even diane de Poitiers, i would say a lot of like the the women in this oh, yeah, show the women fucking knocked it out it. of the park well i mean yeah mary stewart knocked it out of the park incredible mary queen of scots Oh, she was incredible. Phenomenal. Honestly, the Mum de Guise, like the Mum de, de Guise, was incredible. incredible. Um, the uh, for Francis the first husband, not husband, oh, thing, uh, wife, Clément or whatever her the, name is. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, um, she did a good job. She was very good. Um, and yeah, and then the Catherines, but Dion and both young and old Catherine did it great fantastic great great work oscars all around oscars all around yeah i thought because um, diane de poitiers like as she starts like consuming like more gold and like really trying to like mm-hmm. she she basically has a hard time like aging and so she's really trying to like grasp onto her youth and so she's doing all these like weird techniques yeah and one of them is by ingesting gold which does make you go insane yeah and you see her kind of like start to descend into that yeah and get like a little bit more frazzled in like the later episodes of the season which i thought was really well done i mean i know and then they also like give her skin like a gold tint because she was supposedly like bathing in gold but whatever gold highlighter they were using I loved it. I would like to see the Sephora product. I know. I wonder if it's gold highlighter. Fenty's trophy wife. I because well, that's I, my go-to gold highlighter. Oh my god! I needed. I have the Fenty, but it's the it's a different color highlighter. Oh no! Trophy wife is the best. It's just like I pure have the gold. Cognac one. Oh, nice. That's also uh, which beautiful. I like. But that's not the point. The point is that the hair and makeup and costuming in this show. Like, I know we always talk about this and we're like, oh, they did a good job. This show, The Serpent Queen, did a next level job. Like, they took it and they were like, we're dialing it up to 11. Like, we are going all in on the costuming and the hair and the makeup. Like, we're not just doing costumes. The hair and the makeup is also in. And they couldn't have done a better job. No, and it was pretty authentic because Mm -hmm. they didn't, like, 
especially like the the way the blush was applied on a yeah. lot of the women it did look as if it was yeah like pinched on like it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like a hollywood makeup it was very like period Time. yeah appropriate mm-hmm. which i thought was interesting yeah and they didn't even go you know i feel like in tv shows and movies like you see more of like the marie antoinette like type looks and i mean obviously well you but, see that for mary queen of scots character because she did yeah. whiten her skin she did whiten her and skin. she did have like the the like kind of like strips yeah. of the red cheek and you would see yeah. that more with um diane de poitiers as well because she would also do that yeah but it's but it's like it doesn't like they're also different than like tudor which was contemporary like tudor fashion in england was different than french fashion but i just thought it was like they really like hit the fashion of the time and they didn't they, I mean, because this is way before like the powdered wigs of like Louis the Fourteenth. Yeah, they're you know? not powder. They're powdering their faces. They're powdering their, their faces wigs. like crazy. But I just thought that they, like I was just blown away. And there were certain things where I was like, "Is that a trend?" Like young Catherine de Medici when she shows up, her eyelashes are like powdered or something. They're like gold. Her, her eyelashes yeah. are made lighter. And I was like, that must have been a thing. I guess I don't know. Well, I think I think it might have been a thing in italy yeah she shows up with italian fashion and everyone's like thinks it's like too overly gaudy yeah and like too much because italy had their own they were into like this very sumptuous look but that and And, that was like the whole point of catherine because she wasn't like quote-unquote royal and so Mm -hmm. the the only thing she was bringing to this marriage was money yeah and she shows up in that entire gold like giant egg egg that's like carried it's like a litter that's carried by people on foot she's like so uncomfortable she's like so holding the ridiculous wall. it's so and good the crazy shoes that they're like oh yeah this is really big in the east yeah well <laughs> and because she did really bring high heels to france because she was short oh yeah she brought high heels to france to, what yeah what did no, this she is, bring to france this is my whole point <laughs> like she like i feel like people like to like villainize her and they call her like the evil queen and like they don't like that she was like a french monarch but honestly this woman made france what it is today yeah, what, i like i will france die on that cross without her yeah france yeah would be nothing no because so she was really short yeah um and so she would wear heels and mm-hmm. she was the one who like brought them to the french court and made them like a standard for women wow yeah no i know she was wow. very influential she did so much she really did fashion icon yeah food icon food icon we, we touch on that also like the love of like art and like the patronage and like they like france has a lot to thank her for well, also i mean just the jewels that she brought just in her dowry is like alone yeah just in her dowry alone to completely change the french um crown jewel collection yeah completely changed it yeah because she brought so much jewels with her it's insane yeah they owe everything to her. They really do. They really do. But it's like <laughs> classic. They're not gonna. <laughs> uh, psh, 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 psh. Yeah. But like, I think that they like. I mean, they. She did like at the time that she like came to France. They weren't really known for being like a cultured place. Like even when like her uncle, the Pope, is like France is a shithole. Yeah. Like it's not nice. It's a shithole. But then it became like such a cultured place during the course of her life and like, yeah, she, like brought her. the renaissance to she, france she brought the renaissance to france like and even and the details are like really in the show like i don't know if you noticed but like when she first shows up there's like they make like these tiny little portraits mm-hmm. and did you see the tiny little portrait that's made of her is a replica of the leonardo like lady with the ermine just with yeah. her face on it yeah because as i said leonardo was just popular just now and so she, that's everyone's like oh look at this like she was just bringing bringing everything to them yeah and wow no she's honestly an influencer 
An influencer, influencer over time. One of the OG influencers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, we love her. I'm just, I feel like the more you know about her, the more impressed you are. I, the more I know about her, the more impressed I am. Yeah. With her. No, same. Like, that's why I, it's, but you can't deny that she was brutal. Oh, and yeah. I'm not trying to like gloss over that fact and like make excuses, but like, listen, if it wasn't her, it was someone else. Well, I guess I think the, the bone that I have to pick with that is that like the only reason that we give her a hard time, like it wasn't like she was doing worse than the men around her. That oh, were not at all. She wasn't yeah. even doing worse than like, yeah, the men or like other women. It's yeah. just like, it's like, it's who ends up writing the history. Yeah. And so. So like she was brutal, but like everyone was being brutal. Like, oh you, yeah. Like, I mean, we talk about catholics like killing protestants but yeah. this entire time in england it was the complete reverse yeah and to her credit catherine really did try for a really long time to like find peace between those two groups like yeah. she thought that they could live peacefully oh yeah and she really tried to make that happen um so she just gets a bad rap because i think that people like to i, I think that like she doesn't fall into she's not like well it's a, easy know, to build she's not yeah. like pure and like virtuous she's not she like she went she was catholic she went to mass but she wasn't like especially religious so you can't be like oh she's a martyr like she just like so like they're looking for an archetype and they're like we're just gonna make her like evil queen archetype yeah so going back to things she brought Mm -hmm. to france so it's really and i thought this was like interesting because i was like watching for it so she like brought side saddle like riding side saddle yeah they don't have her riding side saddle that much in the show. She rides astride. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. Like, this woman is known for, like, I know, before inventing that, this. Yeah, be- so before she came along, women had, like, the hardest time riding horses. Yeah. Because they, like, couldn't, it was, women were not allowed to sit astride on a horse. Yeah. And so what did they, they were doing something kooky. Like, they were, like, I don't even know what they were doing. I don't know, but what is it? Was it Marie Antoinette in that? Who like had who like couldn't sit side saddles like made a fake leg? Who is? I think that- a lot. I think Maria Marianta did, did that, but I think a lot of women. That was once, so funny. Once like they started doing side saddle and they figured like a lot of women would like do the trick where you have like a fake leg so it looks like your legs are side saddle but your other leg is like under your skirts on the other side. Yeah, it would spread your skirt all around. Yeah, because side saddle is actually like really hard. Oh, it's very hard. But what they were doing before, all the women in France were so grateful when she introduced side saddle because what they were doing before was like. Like, I don't even know, like, s- sitting on a cushion or just, like, couldn't even ride a horse or, yeah, like, doing, like, or they were, like, on some kind of, like, box or something. I know, but like, I just feel like it was such a miss for the show not to, like, have that. Because they make a comment about, oh, you're, like, such a good rider. But that was, she like, was the very, only yeah. comment they made in the show. Like, they have Francis, like, yeah. the king, tell her when she's, like, about, I don't know if he's married, if she's married to the son at this point. Oh, no, she is um so he like like the king tells like his daughter-in-law like you're a good rider yeah and that was like it yeah but like she's not she was a horse girl i know and she was a good rider. she was a really good rider and i wonder if she was secretly like riding a stride because she would go hunting she would ride like every day yeah and she would go hunting by herself um she was really into hunting um and they did have a little bit of that because she goes hunting with her with her father-in-law yeah um yeah he like specially like requests but i thought it was really interesting so um diane de portier also was a big rider um but she would she wouldn't ride for hunting she would just ride for exercise because like this was i wish we could just ride for exercise but they kept having her she would (laughs) how much exercise is that 
I think it actually is a lot because you know, like when you're like cantering or like galloping, like it's a yeah. core workout. It's guess, a big, yeah, core, it's a big workout. core workout. Um, and then there's just like a lot of it's just like a, you know, like it gets your heart rate up. Like the fresh air is good for I you. I guess I just like whenever I've gone horseback riding, it hasn't been that such strenuous. Well, because you're are you just like walking? No, like I've I've like done. I mean, like I use like I've done. Like, I used to do a lot when I was younger and like I would get sore when I wasn't used to it. But I feel like it's just because it's like you're sitting in a weird position. You're well, not used you're to it. Sal- yeah. But I don't. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember like how much my heart rate would actually get up. And I, I feel don't know. Like well, a lot of them would really do it as for exercise. Yeah. Um, but Dion, she never, Dion didn't like hunting, but she would go out and you see it in the show. She would wear a riding mask because oh. she, first of all, she didn't want to get the sun on her face. Yeah. Because <laughs> she would, that lady was fixated on not aging. And I guess it makes sense because her not aging meant that she was attractive I mean, to Henry. I mean, it was Henry, her livelihood. And she needs Henry to be attracted to her because he was making her so insanely rich all the time. Like that woman really became very, very rich. Yeah. Um, but she had just like these very interesting like riding masks that she wear. Also because like you could fall and I think you could like hurt your face if you fell. Catherine would go riding a lot and she did fall sometimes. Yeah. Um, but Dion would like she wouldn't do she wouldn't go out and do that much exertion and she would always wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Riding mask. Yeah. She would have loved the the sunscreen that we have oh today. My God. She would be an SPF girl. She oh my would be, gosh, oh my yeah. God. She, she would be, be you know, but Dion would be like fully plastic surgeon. Oh like, yeah fully like she would have every procedure done but i feel like she you wouldn't she would like spend a lot of money on it like she would get the best the highest quality oh yeah of she everything. would look incredible yeah she would look absolutely incredible. she would look incredible but you know what i it is interesting and i want to know more about her strategy of cold water to contract the skin that was one of her things that she did yeah well that's like i mean that's is that why, true is that a thing yeah so they'll do like so the reason like when you get a facial they'll steam you to open your pores and then they'll put all the, the actives. cryotherapy. Yeah, okay. so they'll put all the actives on, and then the you'll do like the ice water to like constrict the pores to like keep everything in. Mm. Is essentially like the the idea. Well, you know, I love like, a cold exposure. Yeah, yeah. You don't want like your pores to like stay open, um, so like dirt can get in. But I think it's all bullshit, honestly. Well, but her theory that like if you put the cold water and then the skin contracts, you know what? Seems plausible. Yeah, but it's gonna <laughs> warm up. Like, it's not... Yeah. Because, like, it contract Like, it's the same thing with, like, people who put, like, jade rollers in their, like, fridge or freezers mm-hmm. and, like, will use jade rollers on their face. Like, it, it does help to depuff. Like, it d- does de- decrease, like, inflammation. Yeah. And it will make you, like, look more lifted. But it's not... It's not going to do what Botox can do. No, but I guess, like... I mean, obviously, Deanne doesn't have... Oh, yeah. Botox so, like, but it, it wouldn't last more than, like, 20 minutes, though. Yeah, but I guess yeah i feel like there were other inflammation i feel like they had other techniques because i feel like they did have like a taping method Mm -hmm. like and they would like they would do stuff with like the hairline to like pull stuff back yeah like there were other methods they definitely had some funky hairline yeah they're so i thought that was like an interesting because i think that that was like probably true that she did use the cold water to like constrict but i think there are other methods that it would that they that they used at that time that are more effective. Well, she was probably doing them too. Oh yeah, she was doing all of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she looked great. More power to her. What yeah. you know? What an icon. Not more power to her though, because we like Catherine better. 
<laughs> See, I don't know. I feel like they're just so you gotta if you like Catherine, you gotta like you gotta love them both because they're both doing the exact same thing. Yeah, just they have different motives. Well, I think it's really interesting. So in the show, right at the end, at the end of the show, um, Ka- uh, Catherine has become the regent mm-hmm. for her nine-year-old son, and she's like crowning him. And Dion is at the coronation, which is not true because after her husband Henry died, she was gone. She was gone, and they never saw each other again as long yeah. as they lived. Um, and she had so many like chateau and stuff. Like Dion left and was insanely wealthy when she yeah. left. Um, but they have her in the last um scene, scene saying something to her perfumier, which perfumes are like the perfumier is so interesting because he's also like the poisoner. And, yeah. Um, she's like, I like Dion. They set her up as a very interesting person. She had like these very interesting lines where she'd be like, "Oh, they only ring church bells for a death or a marriage. Either way, a soul is lost." Like she's like a feminist in her own time, in her yeah. own way, or you know, like she's interesting. But she says something to her perfumia, like, "Oh, I'm pro Catherine. Like I'm gonna help her." And I'm curious if they're gonna have Dion stick around. Well, yeah, because it was exactly what she said at the beginning. Like she mm-hmm. knows she needs me. Yeah, because well, if anybody's gonna be set to run the flying squadron, who's gonna be in charge of the flying squadron? Dion is. She's perfect the girl for it. For yeah, it. no, yeah. and I also loved like in like in that final scene. Also, they have the like the the girl who was like the servant girl that then became. Like got titled and yeah, I don't even remember what her name. I don't even know. We knew her name, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I can look it up. Hold on, Rahima. Rahima. Mm -hmm. Okay, Rahima. Rahima. So yeah, so Rahima like like breaks the third wall and is basically says trust no one. Yeah, which I think that isn't that how the show started with Catherine. Like, didn't Catherine like early on say that trust no one? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought. I thought that was really interesting, but I also like how they're setting it up because I'm interested to see like what her character develops into. I know. Because I'm wondering if they are going to use her as kind of like uh, like a Margot character or if they are actually going to introduce. I they have to introduce, introduce Margot. But I'm wondering if they will like set her up to kind of, I don't know, it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be, be interesting. interesting. There's so much left to cover. There really is. About Catherine's life. Also, I'm upset that they didn't have, because in the, the real life, when this little king was crowned, he was nine, and he was, like, crying on his mom's knee the entire time, I which know. I feel like is such a missed opportunity, because, like, earlier in the show, when they're, like, setting him up that he's going to be the next king, he's, like, trying to, like, learn how to shoot a gun, and the, it kicks back, and he goes flying, and she's <laughs> yeah. like, does he look like a king to you? And I thought that was so funny, and I was like, yeah. this is a missed opportunity, like, have the boy cry. They can do it next time he did look young though they it was like sufficient he did look young but i feel and the way they had the coronation was they had like Catherine put the crown on his head yeah which i guess is a power move but like also i feel like for her to be sitting on the throne and him to be sitting on her lap while he gets crowned which is actually what happened in real life is also a very strong power move. That's a very strong power move too. Yeah. So well, I'm like surprised they changed time it. Time for more power moves, and she's got a whole other son to be crowned. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm so excited um, for season two. I'm so excited. Now she's in charge, and we're gonna see what happens. Yeah. I'm. I hope you come back to listen to that one. Oh yeah. We're gonna well, be buzzing. We are buzzing about Catherine of Medici. So she's so cool. <laughs> we love her. But anyway. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.